Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward podcast. This is episode 59, and today I'm doing another book review. This time, one of my absolute favorite books, Rhythms of Renewal. Now this book has been out for a while, but I have found myself going back to it again and again, as it's just so full of wisdom and practical advice. And I know that you will find it so helpful and so encouraging as well. So let's get into it. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Rhythms of Renewal is a book written by Rebecca Lyons, in which she shares her personal experience of walking through intense seasons of anxiety and the rhythm she's used in her own life to return to purpose and peace. I actually read this book when it first came out a few years ago, but I just keep finding myself going back to it over and over again. I've often recommended this book to my clients as well because it just, it beautifully explains the holistic nature of how physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health overlap. This book is divided up into four sections or four rhythms, rest, restore, connect, and create. So I thought I'd share just a few of my biggest takeaways from each of those sections. So the first rhythm is rest, the rest rhythm. And this section starts off saying something so simple, but makes such a great point. It says, we are restless when we rest less. We weren't created for this nonstop pace. We were designed in God's image and even God himself rested. As I said, this idea is so simple, but also very countercultural. Rest is not the thing that is prioritized in our society. Hustle is prioritized and it's set up as some kind of gold standard. Rest is often seen as weakness. Actually, the old saying, I'll sleep when I'm dead, kind of kept coming to mind as I was writing this because that is how we often either default to or feel like we should be striving for. Rebecca goes on to say that rest precedes blessing. We don't have to earn rest. We run fueled by a posture of rest. And I love this idea, this idea of working from rest, not resting from work. It totally flips our normal perspective on its head, and it leaves us with a fresh priority for rest. She encourages us to learn to prioritize the rhythm of rest by taking inventory of our lives and looking a little deeper at what's working and what's not working, silencing some of the noise all around us by doing a tech detox and setting up some healthy boundaries for media, the media input that we put into our lives and getting reacquainted with silence and learning how to be comfortable with ourselves again and give ourselves space to dream and think and even feel both failure and desire. And then doing that hard work of confessing and dealing with many of the things that we have stuffed down for so long and that when we're actually quiet can have an opportunity to come to the service. She closes this section talking about practicing a weekly Sabbath. In in one of my favorite parts of the chapter, she says, We cannot run if we cannot rest. 
Taking a rest isn't a sign of weakness, yet our culture whispers the opposite. If we try harder, work smarter, make the right career moves, get that next degree, work overtime, connect with influencers, and go for our dreams, we might just live a life of significance. But God declares we are already chosen beloved, appointed, and set apart. He ordered our lives with purpose and intention. We don't need to hustle to prove something God says is already true. Your value as a human being isn't found in what you produce. It's found in who you are in Christ, a person designed in the image of God to glorify him forever. From the beginning, God designed his creation to be more abundant, fulfilled, and joyful when we work from a place of rest and renewal. Once we've embraced a consistent rhythm of rest, we find the potential to be restored. In the next several chapters in the restore rhythm section, she explores ways to renew and replenish and pour back into our now rested selves. Starting with giving ourselves permission to let go of some control and learn to play again. One of my favorite quotes from this chapter says, it's play that breaks us out of our stressful routines and rejuvenates us. It's play that so often restores our freedom and joy. We can allow play to show us that everything won't fall apart when we let go and give ourselves a little space and freedom. In this section, she shares how caring for her body by fueling it with healthy foods and releasing things through working out and sweating and walking helped restore her mental and emotional health. And obviously I fully agree and support with all of those things. The first two rhythms, rest and restore are input rhythms, ways that we pour into ourselves. And then the second two rhythms connect and create our output rhythms, ways that we pour into other people. In the connect rhythm section, she talks about how once we begin to feel the rewards of rest and restoration, then we can actually have something to offer to other people around us, something that fuels our ability to connect. As Rebecca says in the intro of the section, we were created for connection. And when we are closely knit within our community, we are at our best flourishing and full of life. She encourages us to be the friend that we wish we had rather than feeling sorry for ourselves or getting caught up in what we feel that we lack in our friendships. She shares about a time when she was craving deep, authentic connection with others and kind of in a a season of feeling lonely. And she says, if I wanted a trusted circle, I need to be trustworthy myself. If I want an authentic friend, I need to be authentic myself. And in the chapter on leading with vulnerability, she says this quote that I think is so helpful when thinking about the importance of connecting with other people. She says, the enemy of our souls wants us to be so isolated and alone. He knows that when we're isolated, we are easy prey. Why? When we're alone and vulnerable, we feel afraid. But when we're together and vulnerable, we become brave. A brave group of vulnerable people acting together in faith is not easily overcome by anxiety and stress. The chapters on face-to-face interaction and the importance of physical touch were such good reminders, especially after what feels like the longest year ever where we couldn't really do those things. She says, All of us need physical touch. 
We were made for connection. And when feelings of loneliness, isolation, and depression start to creep in, our bodies long for touch more than ever. A hug can go a long way, and science bears this out. When we hug, our brain releases the neurotransmitter oxytocin, which promotes feelings of contentment and reduces anxiety and stress. In addition, hugging stimulates dopamine and serotonin production in the body and keeps depression at bay. She goes on to say that momentary touches, whether an exuberant high five or a warm hand on the shoulder, can communicate an even wider range of emotion than gestures or expressions, and sometimes do so even more quickly and accurately than words. The last rhythm Rebecca explains is the create rhythm. And in this section, she talks about using our specific talents and skills and passions to live deeper into our God-given purpose and to create something that blesses him and the people around us. In the chapter about learning to dream again, she says, much of our anxiety and stress is created by the purposelessness of our lives. In that purposelessness, we drift from entertainment to entertainment, never finding the peace and fulfillment that we need. We lose time and energy because busyness distracts us from the most important things. But if there's one thing that's for certain, it's that we were made for more. We were designed to dream and to take responsibility for those dreams. We were made for meaning. She also states in the chapter on recovering your passion, each of us is made for something specific, given a particular passion by God so we can partner with him in creating and constructing the kingdom. It's a belief backed by scripture, which indicates that each of us has a different role, a different passion. When we discover that passion, when we live into it, we become more alive. She also shares in the final few chapters of the book about the effects that working with our hands and learning new skills have on anxiety. She shares a quote from Psychology Today that says, Research has shown that hand activity, so using our hands, from knitting to woodworking to growing vegetables or chopping them are useful for decreasing stress, relieving anxiety, and modifying depression. Functioning hands also foster a flow in the mind that leads to spontaneous, joyful, creative thought. She shares that in a very real way, working with her hands relieves the mind. If you can't tell, I love this book so much. I love that it's filled with ways to care for all areas of our health, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and bringing peace and purpose back into our lives, but it's done so from a kingdom perspective and based in scripture. So if you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend it. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or Audible if you prefer audiobooks. You can also find her Rhythms of Renewal 90-Day Planner that helps you put each of these rhythms actually into practice in your everyday life. I'll leave you today with this encouragement from Rebecca that she wrote in the final chapter of the book. It says, Let's live into these blessed rhythms to rest, restore, connect, and create. Let's quiet inner chaos and make room for flourishing. Let's establish daily habits that keep us mentally and physically strong. When we do, we cultivate the vibrant life we were meant to live. We take charge of our emotional health and inspire our loved ones to do the same. We find joy through restored relationships in our families and communities. If we partner together, we can make a difference in the world around us. 
We can walk in confidence as we offer our unique gifts to one another. We can become the carriers of peace our world longs to see. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you have a specific question, drop it in the comments below. I would love to get back to you and make sure that you're subscribed so that you always know when new episodes are released. That does it for me today, friends. Thank you for spending some of your day here with me. Keep moving forward. Go love your people well, and I'll talk to you next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.